The Money Podcast by best-selling author of Money, Rob Moore, dives into how to make, manage, and master money. How to know more, make more, and give more. How to save, invest, and raise money. The Money Podcast is for anyone who wants to make more money in a job, profession, or passion. For money masters and money disasters. They say money doesn't make you happy. Rob says it does. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. How to start a business with no money or virtually no money. I believe it's more possible than it's ever been to keep the overhead lean and to start a business and scale a business without the huge loans or, you know, the massive costs of advertising or premises or stock like they used to be. Now, we're in great times at the moment. There are, of course, downsides, but we're in great times because Internet has been the great accelerator of all things. Internet um, is about the speed of light. Well, it is the speed of light through fiber optics, and therefore money speed has increased. Communication, connection speed has increased. The speed at which you can get to your clients, your customers, your followers, your fans has increased. And as a result, you can increase the speed of your money. Money loves speed and hates friction. And there's so much reduction in friction now. I mean, if you think about business, what, 30, 40 years ago, you had to go to a bank, you had to put on a suit, you had to get a loan. And the day you started your business, you had massive overhead. You had loans that would have lasted 20 or 30 years to pay for the premises, to pay for the stock, to pay for everything, all these capital expenses up front. It, it is different now. Now, of course, you can still run business models like that, but it is different now. So I'm going to give you a few things, some related to a business model and some related to ways that you can generate business. Uh, that will reduce that friction, increase that speed, reduce that risk, reduce that overhead, uh, and therefore hopefully help you start a business or scale a business or start a new business or quit your job or do whatever it is that you want to do um, to merge your passion and profession and make more money uh, more quickly and with less risk. So the first thing is you need to look at the business model and if possible, have a business model that has all the right tick box ticked for the, the kind of the new um, decade that we're in or coming into being 2020, um, and choosing it wisely. So I believe, and I'm going to do another podcast on this, by the way, but I believe there are about seven things that you should think about in setting up your ideal business model. Could you see yourself doing it for a long time? Do you have passion um, for it? Could you deem it to be not like work or at least not as much like work as other business models? Could you see yourself doing it for decades? Could you see yourself enduring difficulties and challenges and still having the passion for it? So there's lots of different criteria, about seven, I believe, that would help you choose the right business model for you. But then there's also the practical elements. Like I wouldn't start a business today if I needed a massive office on the high street because it's just too risky and the overheads are too huge. But what I would do is maybe start a coaching, a training, a consultancy business. I might set up a, a Facebook group and have um, you know, a product that I could sell in there. I might do a joint venture with someone who's got the stock. Um, I might have information-based products, you know, courses, mentorships, masterminds, sub Facebook supporter program, Patreon, all these models which are information-based or leverage the speed of the internet and social media, but they don't have huge overhead. And there are more and more business models like that. Um, of course, there's Shopify, there's eBay, there's Amazon, where you can sell products and services that you um, don't have to have that storefront yourself. So that's obviously a, a big win. Um, my sister's done a, a quite an interesting JV. I'm really proud of her. Yesterday we had a kid's party and at the, the whole time at the party, she was just selling stuff on Facebook groups, hundreds of pounds, 200 pounds, 500 pounds. Just like, I was really proud of her for that. And I'll tell you how she did that in a moment. Okay. So 
So the next thing then is um, at the moment, communities, I think the best leverage is Facebook groups. So, you know, LinkedIn groups used to be big in the past. The sort of the individual forums used to be big before that. Um, but, you know, we had MySpace, didn't we? What, 20 years ago, if you remember that. Um, but now really Facebook groups are where you get your communities. So the two things you want to do that will really help your business. One is to join all the industry related Facebook groups. Um, so my one of my groups is called the Disruptive Entrepreneur. There's 16,000 entrepreneurs in there. So if you're an entrepreneur and you have entrepreneur related products or services, that's a group you want to be in. And of course, there are many others. Mine's not the only one. Um, but you want to join all the industry related Facebook groups, one that's in your industry, but two, where your clients, community, your followers and your fans would be where they would hang out. Um, the second thing is well, we're on point three. But the second thing is you want to absolutely have your own one. Now, a lot of people say to me, oh, Rob, I'm not really doing anything with my Facebook page because it's not as good as my Facebook profile or they don't really want to feel like they start a Facebook page yet because they've got loads of work to do. But that's all the more reason to start it now, because the sooner you start, the sooner you grow it. So again, my sister did this. She um, just set up a Facebook page for selling her clothes. She's got 1500 members. I'm really proud of her because she's only started this not so long ago. Um, and she's had a couple of challenges in her career and she's busting through it and she's done awesome. Um, so you need to also have your own Facebook group for your products, your services and your niche, because that could become huge. OK, the next thing then is if you don't have your own products or services or training, you could become an affiliate or an ambassador for someone else. So we have an ambassador program at Progressive uh, where you can essentially offer our products and services and get a good commission through the lifetime of the client purchasing. Um, that could they could be buying for 10 or 20 years because we have lots of products and services. Then you can become an ambassador. So an affiliate is, is sort of like a, a lower level, an ambassador at a higher level where you get increased commissions and gifts and prizes and bonuses. You don't have to deliver any of the products. You don't have to create any of the videos or the assets. We have all of that done for you. Uh, and, and then you just sort of um, you know, promote us on, on your social media or, or your following. Uh, and you have no overhead and no responsibility and no delivery. Now, that can be a really good model as long as you align with the right company. Now, I like to think that we are, but you might think about network marketing and you've got that's vital that you align with the right company. Otherwise, because a lot of them just disappear. Um, but th that is a very good leveraged business model. And you don't need any money to start that and you don't need any product or service or overhead because someone else has already created that. Um, the next thing you need to make sure then that you do, we might be on point four or five here, is to be active and visible on all social media. So we've got podcasts, YouTube. I've, I've written them all down because I always forget one or two. We've got a Facebook page, Facebook group, your Facebook profile, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, podcast, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Tumblr, Reddit, Pinterest. We've got all of those. Um, and you at least want to be set up and have an account and a profile on all of those. I have an account and a profile on all of those. Some of them like Reddit and TikTok and Tumblr and Pinterest, I'm not really using, but at least my account is there. So when people search me on those profiles, they can follow me. And what I generally tend to do is one of my team members, when I've created a piece of content, they'll just go and copy and paste that onto that profile. And then it's there. I mean, my LinkedIn profile built up about 55,000 connections and followers. And, you know, that was in, what, eight years? But I did nothing on it. Absolutely nothing. OK, we maybe copy and pasted some posts, but nothing unique. It just naturally caught those people because I had a profile there. So you want to make sure you have all those profiles, spend a weekend just getting them all done and then they're there and then you have that asset because there'll come a time when your product and service is live or you've scaled it or you can spend a bit of time on more social media or you get a bit of help from an, a VA or a PA, then you can start leveraging those more. 
Now, in the old days of marketing, you had to do a newspaper ad or a magazine ad or a radio ad or a TV ad, or you had to go to local events. And, and they, they were pretty expensive and pretty time consuming. There was no um, guarantee of any return. You could pay thousands and get absolutely zero business. And that's the way business and marketing was. Now, though, Facebook page, Facebook group, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, podcast, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Tumblr, Reddit, Pinterest, you can generate business from all of those. Now, you have to play the, the smart game and the long game, and not all of those you can immediately go in and pitch on. Some of them you can. You have to get to know the nuances of them all. But this is really exciting. They're all free. None of them cost you any subscription whatsoever. And now the world is changing again on social media where you can start to monetize it. I have 2,003 supporters. Now, I don't do it for the money, but that's 7,000 and something pounds per month. Net income, passive. No, gross income because Facebook will take, take their bit. And so now, now I'm getting rewarded for um, the content that I put out, out there over the years. Some people make tens of thousands of pounds a month on their Patreon. And this is only going to become more common um, as social media changes and rewards the people who put themselves out there and add value to the marketplace. All right. The next thing then is you want to make sure that all your apps, all your files, your drive, access to all of your um, spreadsheets and data, you can centrally locate mobile in a mobile fashion. So I have this laptop uh, and th th that laptop, it, it's, it kind of syncs to this phone. So I have a notes on the laptop, I have a notes on the phone. And both of these can access my drive in my office and I can take these around the world and work anywhere in the world. Uh, and I think that that's vital that you have that freedom and that autonomy so that you can work whenever you want, whenever you need, because work, the world is more mobile now. People are traveling more. Um, you know, people are hopping around and people are vagabonding um, and living in Airbnbs. And, you know, you do need that flexibility. And what that means is you can work from a coffee shop or you can work from a friend's home or you can work on a train instead of having to wait to get to work um, or having to work at home in your office. And it just means you can leverage time a bit more and you can get a bit more done. And it's good for your lifestyle, probably. I know a lot of people like that kind of more mobile lifestyle. Um, OK, the next thing then, I've got a few little, I would say, I don't like to use the word hacks, but I would say specific, hardcore um, tips. So th there's this strategy I stumbled upon on Instagram, which wasn't a strategy, but it's become one. Um, so and that is follow in influencers in your space or big influencers, watch them and notice the ones that comment on their posts, the ones that don't. This doesn't work for, but the ones that do this does. And then when they make posts, comment on their posts. Now, of course, you might do that anyway, but a lot of people on social media, they don't comment on, on big influencers posts because they kind of feel like, well, I'm not going to get anything back. I know you do on mine, those of you that do, but men, you know, I've got hundreds of thousands, in fact, people that watch me, but never comment. Um, so if you comment, you're going to get noticed by these influencers. That's point one. But, but if you comment in a critical fashion, i.e. they make a post and then you say, well, I'm not sure I agree with that. Um, have you thought about this? And I actually really strongly believe in this, that the, the likelihood of them replying dramatically increases. If you don't, don't be a troll. I know some people are um, and, and they make a profession out of that. Um, well, I say don't be a troll unless you're a professional troll, in which case carry on being a troll. Just fuck off from me. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm not I'm not a troll. So I don't like diss people or make embarrass people in public. But I will. If there's something that someone says I disagree with, I'll disagree with it. And hopefully pretty um, elegantly, if you like. Now, when you do that, you often get a response. And then when you get a response, you get a flood of people coming to your Instagram. So I did that with 
uh, Dan Bilzerian and I had, I can't remember, it was tens of thousands of people and thousands of new Instagram followers. Tens of thousands of people view my profile because you can see that at the top of Instagram. And I got thousands of new followers just by making one comment and him replying and then hundreds of people replying to that. Um, I, I know Grant Cardone quite well. I've hired him for my events. I've spent a good amount of time with him. Um, we comment on each other's stuff. Uh, and then when he commented, I, he made a post and I commented, we got 7,000 new hits on my Instagram in that day and a good few hundred new followers. Um, so that, that strategy works to build your following. Um, and, and it's just, it's, you're, used, you're not like um, sort of nicking their followers. You're doing what social media is about, which is commenting and engaging with people. Now, I haven't really got the handle on this with Twitter, but I know a lot of people do that with Twitter with the back and forth because you can kind of get to celebrities on Twitter. But it's a good way to grow your Instagram following without actually paying for it. You can do the same in Facebook groups. So you can go in and put really good content and make um, interesting debates happen. And then people will naturally follow you, private message you and trickle down. And all of a sudden they're part of your community. And if you do this um, consistently over time, you'll build a vast community and then you'll get rewarded with LinkedIn Lives or Patreon or um, Facebook supporter, etc. So there's always a reward for the, the content you put out there and the time that you spend on social media if you do it wisely and you give good value. OK, the next thing then is in all these Facebook groups, uh, there's different rules of what you can sell and where you can sell. But most of them you can sell if you play the, the smart game. So some of them, like a lot of these clothing Facebook groups, my sister's in a, a Facebook group that sells clothes, that you can sell clothes and there's 50,000 people in there. And you could just go in and sell anything, anything. You, well, you sell clothes, but you can go in and sell anything anytime. Um, there's a couple of groups where you can't sell anything. So you'll just have to accept that you do content. In, in our groups, you can sell in the relevant feeds. So there's um, podcast feed for you to put your podcast in, deals and JV threads for property people to put their deals and JVs in and ask for money, um, your products and services thread, your offers thread, your intro thread. So you can, anytime you've got any offer, put them in those threads. So get into these Facebook groups, read the guidelines, work out how they all work. And then when, you, when you've got an offer to make, go and make them in the relevant groups in the right way. And you're going to win loads of business. Um, next thing is, if you have a podcast, you can run ads. I just had a big, uh, a, a, a big... Probably probably about £100,000 a year, I would say, um, give or take, depending on how many episodes, um, offer from Blinkist to run ads on my podcast. Now, I turned it down um, because I've said for many years um, I probably won't run ads. Um, I'm going to now change my um, approach to that and say um, I won't run ads for a product or a service or a brand I don't believe in. But if there's a brand I really do believe in, I would. I've always said if McQueen, Alexander McQueen or Odemars Piguet or um, Lamborghini or whatever came to me and said, hey, you know, can we do something on your podcast? Can we run some ads? I definitely consider that because I, I, I love those brands. Um, but I, I like Blinkist do 15 minute summaries of books. And I think that in today's world, that's a really useful service. So I, I seriously considered it. Now, 100 grand a year is not a lot to me, but I know it's life changing in income to some. And, and I turned it down because I felt like I didn't want to be a hypocrite. Um, but, you know, when you get listeners on your podcast, when you get viewers on your YouTube, when you get people in your Facebook group, you can start to have the ads and the revenue model from that. And that can build up to significant amounts of income. In fact, I've asked um, my brand manager to go back to um, Blinkist and say, hey, do you want to maybe sponsor our Facebook page or do you want to sponsor our um, YouTube channel? Um, because I've never said I wouldn't run ads on those. And I think that that could be a win-win for my community. Because actually, if I hadn't said I wasn't going to run ads on my podcast, I might have done that with Blinkist because I believe that's a really good service to my entire community. Because essentially, 15-minute summaries of books are almost like podcasts. 
Okay, next then is LinkedIn. So LinkedIn has huge reach, huge, huge reach. Um, what most other social media profiles do is only allow you to reach the people that follow you or like you or are friends with you. And even then, they sometimes give you 3%, 5%, 10% reach. Whereas LinkedIn, if you had one follower, you could still get a million views on a video or a piece of content because they will just push your um, content out beyond your community, i.e. your connections and your followers. So you've, you've got to be in the LinkedIn game. Even if for you, for you it feels a bit like, oh, well, I'm starting at the beginning on all of this. Starting at the beginning should not be a reason not to do something if it's the right thing to do. Because every master was once a disaster, every seed was once a tree. Every seed was once a tree. Every tree was once a seed. <laughs> um, so you've got, to be, you've got to be on LinkedIn. And with the great thing about LinkedIn is you can build connections um, who are your clients because you can search by job title. So on, on most other social media platforms, you can't search to find your ideal client. But on LinkedIn, you can search to find your ideal client by job title. So that's um, really important. Next thing then is you need a payment provider. So if you use something like Stripe, and there's plenty of like these, and you use PayPal, then you can instantly take money. Um, and it's really important that you get that set up. Now, with Stripe, you can put that little thing in the bottom of your iPhone, and you can swipe the card. Uh, and it's, it's quick, uh, cheap, and easy way to essentially have a merchant, i.e. you can take money into your business um, via your phone. Uh, so you want to make sure you absolutely get PayPal or um, Stripe or something set up so that you can take money in your business very quickly because that's a friction if you can't. Um, then you can use something like Wix, W-I-X, or Squarespace for a website. Um, so Stripe will cost virtually nothing. It might have a little bit of a fee, but they'll make their money on taking a share of the money that you take. Uh, Wix and Squarespace are low-cost um, ways to set up your website so that you don't have to spend £10,000 with a designer to have a... I got quoted £35,000 for one website. Um, so they're really good to get set up quick and low cost or free. Have a Shopify storefront and an Amazon store. Um, Shopify is great because it's more built around you. It's more bespoke, more personal. Um, Amazon, not so much because you can find more by what Amazon um, do, but you're more searchable because there's a lot more traffic on Amazon than there is on Shopify. But you can sell secondhand products, your books, your courses, your any kind of products on these um on Wix, on Squarespace, on, on these platforms. Sorry, on Shopify and Amazon on these platforms. So um, get that done. Next then is you could um, do joint ventures. So you could actually get someone to invest in your property, someone to invest in your business. My sister did a JV where she's got this stock. Um, I won't say the brand because that's probably not fair on her, but she's got this brand um, of clothes, which um, at the moment, um, Americans are buying them in droves because even with the postage, it's cheaper for Americans to buy them in England than it is in America. So she's got this little window of opportunity and she doesn't have to buy the stock because she's gone to the person who has the stock and says, oh, let's do a JV and then we'll halve the profit. I'll do all the work. So the person's got the stock. My sister's doing the work. And then when they sell the stock, send it and then they split the profit 50-50. So my sister hasn't got the risk of buying the stock. And the person who's got the stock doesn't have to exchange their time to do it. So I thought that was a really good creative little JV. So there's all sorts of JVs you could do on businesses, on products, on services, where you don't take the risk of the, co risk of the cost. Uh, and maybe someone else who has the money or the stock or the product, like using an affiliate, um, they, you do the marketing and the sales and the management and the customer services. So we've probably covered, what, 12 different ways um, to start a business with little or no money. It could be a, the first business you've ever done. It could be a new business model. Uh, it could be a way to grow your business without a massive increased marketing expense. So I hope you found that useful. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.